Hey, hey, hey. It's me. Welcome to episode seven of Joe Seeking Ship. I got corrected because I kept saying, like, welcome back to episode, like, one, two, three, four, five, six, whatever. And I'm realizing now that it's kind of funny because I don't, like, I don't know, like, I feel like <laughs> it makes sense in my mind grammatically, but whatever. This is why I did not do well on the English and the reading part of the ACT, <laughs> and here we are. Anyway, um, but welcome to episode seven. I can't believe it's episode seven. That's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I hope you have enjoyed the episode so far. I've appreciated everyone's feedback so far. Everyone that's been listening, thank you so much. I'm so excited. Um, it's, I've been having so much fun. This has been such a good time. I don't know. It's like a good a good transition into something I wanted to do. It's like a fun little hobby for me. And I'm glad that people are actually enjoying it. And thanks for everyone for the tips. Like keep like if you wanna just like send me like advice, tips, critiques, whatever, I will not take offense at all. Please feel totally free to do that. I do will not get offended. Um but yeah. This episode is gonna be really funny and kind of sad, but also very um reminiscent i think i have a lot to talk about and it's funny but it's gonna be my first episode where i do like my like little funny debrief thing for the week first so i want to try it out and see if i like doing it that way and then sort of just like doing the episode after that but here's how we're gonna start start this week's episode you guys are all gonna laugh because i think for everyone that knows me like well I am very capable of doing many things, as many people are, as everyone is capable of doing whatever they set their mind to. I am a little bit, I struggle a bit sometimes when it comes to certain things, and one of those is cooking, which is so shocking to everyone because pretty much everyone in my family is very good at cooking and can do it, or if they're not good, like, they can at least, like, basically cook, and they, like, kind of enjoy it. I just, like... I really, really do not. Um, I <laughs> had to talk about this because it's just so funny. I actually was so excited. I was like, oh my, I definitely have stuff in my freezer to cook and like whatever this week. And I was like, let me, let me try it all out. Like, let's see what I can cook, what I can come up with. I was like, let me see what I have in the fridge and whatever. Thinking like, a normal person would have like a couple things to throw together, maybe some like stuff in the cabinets to make or whatever, some stuff in the freezer. So I open the cabinet because I'm like thinking maybe I'll do like a little bit of pasta or something, or maybe I'll just do like like risotto or like you know um, anything couscous, whatever you could put in a cabinet that's like a dry, easy to make item. I have none of that. I didn't have pasta, and if you know me, me not having pasta is like someone that lives in like um like lives in like a million dollar like apartment like wherever not having a toothbrush like pasta and me are like people brushing their teeth every day I think is where I'm like going with that like we go hand in hand like we're best friends me and pasta pasta and I we just love each other so much um and I didn't have any pasta. There was no pasta. There was no penne. There was no linguine. There was no spaghetti. I don't like angel hair. And I don't think anyone has a real pasta. That's my opinion. You can all fight me on it. But I am Italian. So whatever. Um, 
And yeah, I just, nothing. There was nothing in there. I didn't even have like lasagna sheets, which I think is like comical because I sometimes just have those for fun because sometimes I'm like, oh, like, let me just make like a lasagna, which I have done before and I'm not good at it, but my mom is. Um, but yeah, so nothing in the cabinet, nothing dry in the cabinet, whatever. That's fine. Cool. So then I go into my fridge and I'm like, okay, like, let's see what's in here. I had um, expired mushrooms. I had moldy spaghetti squash that I really was convinced I had bought the week before. And in hindsight, that's also long. Um, I had bought it three weeks before, which really shows you how much I cook, which is problematic. Um, and yeah, like I didn't have anything in the fridge. I had egg whites though, like liquid egg whites from Trader Joe's. Because I was like, let's try to be healthy and not eat egg yolks, which... I don't know where that thought came from because I also never coached those either. So um, that's funny. I had old bread. I had old moldy um, wheat bread, which was iconic of me. So I did a fridge clean out that day. And I hate saying this because it's so bad to waste food. So I need to like not do that for many reasons. It's just bad. And also it's a waste of money on top of everything else. Um, but then I was like, okay, I have to have something in the fridge. Like, I know I've made shrimp before. I know I've made salmon here before. I know I've made whatever here before. Fine. So I look in the freezer and there is no, like, anything. There was, like, a thing of frozen broccoli, which, like, fine, great, I can make some broccoli. There's nothing else. There was actually a frozen stick of butter. But in reality, I don't know what you would really do with a frozen stick of butter and, like, nothing else. So that was definitely interesting. But, um, yeah, I didn't end up cooking anything because I would have had to either make something with tea because I had unsweetened tea in my fridge because that's, like, my drink of choice because I don't drink coffee. Um, I had orange juice. I had my giant Brita of water, which has always filled my ad, because my biggest pet peeve in this lifetime, which I have very few of, um, is the Brita not being filled. So my Brita is always filled, which also is funny because I live alone, so it's kind of like, it's going to always be filled. Like, even if I, like, use it, like, a little bit and there's still a ton left in, I always fill it again because I'm, like, very, like, OCD about that. But, yeah, so... I had nothing to make and I said to myself, okay, well, what do we, what do we do now? So I decided to go get a smoothie and then I decided to think about it. So I got my green smoothie that had flax seeds and all the other fun stuff in it. And I said to myself, you know, it'd be such a random good idea to do since I have butter. I do have to say though, one other thing I did have in my cabinet, I did have olive oil and I did have balsamic and I had some spices. So. I went to the organic market by me, which shout out, you know who you are for turning me on to that because love it there. But I go there and guess what was on sale? One of my favorite things, scallops. I love scallops so much. Who doesn't love a good scallop? And also, there are ways of cooking them where they're not really like, I mean, they're not, they're really just a ball of protein, so they're not really like bad for you. I know, also, no one take nutrition advice or health advice me. I just told you I have no food in my apartment, so just do not do that at all. But I found scallops, and they were on sale. They were, so, 
I guess it was like I don't know why they were on sale, but usually they were like thirty two ninety nine a pound, I think, and they were on sale, like really on sale, and just for like the day, the like manager told me because I was like so excited about it. Of course, I talked to the seafood person because I'm a crazy person, but whatever. Um, and they were on sale for seventeen ninety nine a pound, which is still a lot for like any food. Don't get me wrong, but I got like I got like. Um, got a whole pound of them because I was like that sounds cool and then I can freeze some and I was like oh my god that's so intelligent because I can freeze them and I can make some more at another time so I got them I made I want to say I made like maybe seven or so for myself that night and the like the butter helps the oil helped I had I did so simple salt and pepper I should add that I also did have lemon juice and lime juice in the fridge so I did a little lemon juice of course the fridge also had some wine in it so I did a little white wine in there whatever I plated them nicely but while I was at the market I also got myself some arugula so I had arugula a little arugula salad with a simple balsamic and oil and whatever and scallops which is so random and I don't even know if that really counts as any form of cuisine or meal but you know what we did it we made a single meal <laughs> and that was that was a big deal this week and that is a win in my mind because i did i clean up my pan after no do i really need to do that because my whole apartment's gonna smell probably but you know what we will live to tell the tale i am just happy that i cooked i need to do it more anyway that is my first little little segue um into I guess what's next and I think it's so funny when I say I like don't know how to like cook stuff I totally do and the person who I credit with teaching me how to cook which I'm very like I said very capable I really can cook I just am very bad at the grocery shopping part and it's not like enjoyable for me that's like the problem I just get very stressed I'm very like I also love my hobby is like trying new places and new foods and whatever and all that fun stuff so it's just not you know it is not my not my theme of Barbara you know what I mean so I am um, credit my love of food, though, to my dear, dear, dear late grandmother, Gail. Oh, Miss Gail, how we miss you. I love my grandma so much. I actually, we lost my grandma last November, um, and she was such a big part of my life. I love her so much. I miss her. I'm going to cry. I miss her so much. She is like, I just, oh, I love her. It was really heartbreaking for me and she was my inspiration kind of for like loving all foods she was such a good cook she was just known around my like my friends and my family and stuff like for my like grandma's cooking like you know your typical like really good cook grandma you know you were always fed you were always overfed may i add um but she just made the best food. She taught my mom how to cook. She taught, you know, everyone we know how to cook. And she loved it. She was probably the most passionate person I've ever seen in the kitchen. I've, I never would see her happier than when she would, like be cooking like she would she just loved being in the kitchen she would just and she would do things like you know down the shore when we were at the shore house she would literally just 
be in the kitchen. We would all go out on jet skis or on the boat or something, or we would just, like, be in the pool, and she would be totally fine inside, like, you know, living her best little life, like, cooking, whatever. And it's so funny, because everyone's always like, oh my god, your grandma's, like, the best, like, Italian cook, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's so funny how the Italian world works, and this will be also discussed in, like, a different part of an, a different episode about, like, growing up Italian, which we'll have a very fun guest, co-host. <laughs> but, um... She really wasn't even Italian. My grandma was the cutest little pale Irish girly, 100% Irish from her um, her family was 100% Irish. Like, they were from Ireland. And when she started dating my grandpa, his, like, side of the family, like, taught her how to cook. They, like, took her in. Like, it was this whole thing. And, like, that's how it went when, like, you know, you go into it when you went into an Italian family in that time. And, yeah, she learned everything from, from them. And she learned all of her Irish cooking and, like, her, her all of that stuff from, you know, her mom and family and everything. And it's so funny. My, so... As much as my friends know my grandma for, like, her Italian cooking, like, you know, she made the best garlic bread. Her lasagna was insane. Her big CD was wild. She made the best eggplant parm on this earth, um, chicken parm. Whatever you could think of, my grandma made the best of it. And I, seriously, no Italian restaurant will ever, 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 ever compete. I have been to the quote-unquote best in New York. There'll be a different episode on that one because you know who you are. We tried together. Ugh, vomit everywhere. I'm never really impressed by Italian food though, to be honest, when I go out because A, I feel like I can make it better and that's saying a lot, but I've also just had my grandma's food and my mom's food and it's, you know, doesn't even compare. Anyway, again, for another episode. Um, what I loved about my grandma's food, I think the most, was Every St. Patrick's Day, it would be, like, just a tradition. She would make her soda breads, and then everyone would, like, get one. Like, she would send them with my, my mom to her co-workers. She would send them to friends in the mail. Like, it was, like, it, they, got, they got sent out of her. People would come pick them up. It was this whole thing. And it was, like, my favorite thing ever because she, like... She just would, like, love doing it. I got to watch her make it with her, like, her different buttermilk recipes. I can't say the recipe out loud, though, because it's top secret. Um, but it was just so impressive. And, you know, corned beef and cabbage, which I love corned beef. It's, like, my don't my guilty pressure food. If you see me eating corned beef not around, like, you know, St. Patrick's Day or, like, if it's we're getting Rubens or something for fun, if you know I'm eating alone, that is your sign to like be very worried about me because that means I am doing very poor and we need like attention of some form. But those are like my favorite things about her, but that's and that's what a lot of my friends don't know. But um something happened this week that kind of inspired me to do this episode and I was talking to one of my coworkers just about like, you know, grief and like, you know, what grief is and all the different like aspects of grief and just like loss and everything. And I think there's like, I think grief goes hand in hand with heartbreak, but I think heartbreak also is like on so many different levels. I think heartbreak can happen from like, you know, like a romantic relationship. It can happen from like, you know, a friendship that ends. I feel like it can happen from like death and like all that stuff, which obviously like I've experienced firsthand recently. And we've, you know, my, my grandma was my lost grandparent that we lost. We, we lost my grandpa when we were a lot younger. I think I was like, I want to say I was like 10, 11, maybe 
2012. It was a long time ago. Um, that was like our first one. And then um, we lost our Aunt Jean after that, which was my grandma's, in a funny way, aunt. But she was actually younger, which was a whole funny story. And then we lost my Nana. Then we lost my Papa, which were my dad's parents. And we lost my, um, my grandma last November. But we... My grandma lived with us, so my grandma moved in with us, um, I want to say when I was, like, 13, 14. It's, like, middle school, um, you know, beginning of high school, and so she was, I mean, my parents both worked, and she was, like, my little greeter when I would come home every day. She was my, you know, my spirit animal, my, oh, are you doing your homework? She was, you know, she was always there. She was <laughs> there in her, and she was, in a, she was in a wheelchair from the time she moved in with us. That's actually why she moved in with us. But she's always around, always cooking in the kitchen, you know, always doing her thing. And she was, like, our kind of, like, well, my, like, first line, first line of defense when I got home that day. It wasn't, let's tell mom, let's tell dad. No, it was, Grammy, where are you? Grandma, like, I, <laughs> this happened at school today, and she was always down for the drama. It was always so fun. And every day when I would get home from school, I would watch, um either Judge Judy or Jeopardy or something with her. It would, that would have, like, my little snack after school because I was always... We ate lunch so early in high school. It was, like, 10.45 or something stupid. And then, like, or like 11.30, like, somewhere in between that time frame. And then I was a swimmer in high school, so we worked out for, like, three or four hours a day. And I was always starving when I got home from school. And I needed to eat before practice because practice was, like, later on in the night. And I, like would literally have my snack with her. We would have a little day debrief. It'd be like 20, 30 minutes. And then I would go do my homework for a bit. Then I would go to swimming. And before I had my license, I would, someone would pick me up. It was this whole thing. But she was she was our, our little person. And I loved her very, very much. It was very, very sad when we lost her, even though she was very... Um, she was very sick at the end. And, um, you know, we thought she was making a comeback, and she didn't. But, um, I know she is in a better place, but it was very heartbreaking and it was very hard to get through. I cried, like, every day for probably, I want to say, like, two months after that. And I still have my days. I actually was so, not, it's not funny, it's kind of sad, but I walked past this little Irish, Irish bakery the other day in the city, which I didn't even know, um, was that close to me, but it is. And they had soda breads and just, like, saw one and I was like, I need to get, I need to get some just to, to get some. So I did and I had some and I just started crying because I was like oh my god I miss her so much and it's so different going to the shore and stuff like this summer like she's not there it's just really really hard and and different but um I was telling my you know my co-worker that my grandma had passed last year and he was like yeah like you know grief is tough like I was saying before and it got me thinking and I was like I've never really thought about it but grief is like so prominent in, like, so many different ways, and, like, there's so many, like, different ones. I've, like, learned recently, like, I've actually read, like, part of a little, like, article on it. There's so many different... I want to say there's, like, more than ten types. I don't know about if that's right. Don't quote me on that, but I was like, oh my goodness. But I really, like, it, I had grief from when I was sad, and I, like, feel like... I was just, like, going down a rabbit hole 
of grief and I needed to talk about it. So that is the episode you guys are getting because it's just interesting. But I feel like there's so many different reactions to grief too. Like, I feel like, for example, if like you break up with someone or whatever, that's a whole, you know, like different thing like that's you have grief from that relationship you're sad you're heartbroken and that's part of it if a friendship ends like that's a whole nother form of grief all your memories all that stuff everything like that happens and the grief's either like regret or like just heartbreak or you know like betrayal whatever the grief may be and like it's just really different for for anything and there's so many different reactions to grief too there's like physical reactions to it like you know you you're like maybe like your heart hurts or like you know restlessness you can't sleep you're crying whatever those sort of things um you know sometimes your emotions are a bit misplaced or something like that which can happen um and like one that's been kind of prevalent to me i have this really hard when like I, when I, like, whenever I've, like, lost someone in my life, whether it be, like, a death or even sometimes, like, you know, a friendship or something, I get very, like, forgetful or I kind of, like, zone out of the moment if I, like, think about it. And I, like, don't know what's happening. It's, like, disorienting, just, like, kind of concerning. But um, it's so, like, interesting and challenging, like, as to, like, how, like, grief happens. And it's just, like... You know, it's, like, interesting. Sometimes you isolate yourself. Um, It's just, yeah, like, it's just really different than, like, other, like, things. Like, I think, like, there's mental health conditions, like, anxiety and depression and, like, all those fun things that a lot of us have an experience and I think that grief is just different because I think grief is like a real like feeling and like a bodily like reaction and that sort of thing and it just is like really really like tough but my (laughs) my grief was like after we lost my girl was it wasn't fun going home for the holidays like it was just so different it was there's just like there's just like a hole like you know what I mean it's more of like a like a hole a gap in your heart a gap like in your like in your spirit or soul or just you just feel like something's missing and I think that's like my my biggest experience with grief no matter what the situation is it's just, it's just like a hole like you feel like you like had something and when it's gone it's like oh my god like you need to like like, fill it in, or, like, you know, put something in its place, like, it's always just, like, that sort of, like, moment where you just don't really know what to do, and it was hard for a while. I think everyone copes with grief in a different way. Obviously, it was different. Like, we knew my grandma was on her way, her way out. She was old, and, you know, she was sick, and it's sad, but she is definitely in a better place, and, like, I, you know, I think that that kind of helped heal the heal the heart a bit in a way because you know as much as it's sad that she's not here anymore we have all of her memories um my sister keeps her recipe book which we have which is like so awesome and i actually should really <laughs> should use more of those recipes as circling back to the beginning of this episode um but 
that makes me smile. And we still have all the pictures and all the memories with her and everything that we shared. And there was never, like, a bad, like, I don't have any, you know, bad or sad memories with my grandmother. Always happy ones. She was always the best. Um, when we were, when we were younger, too, she, like, sometimes when I get sad about it, I think of, like, memories like this. Like, when we were, when I was younger, I, like, I still love trains to this day. If you know me well, I'm a very big public transportation person. But it's a bit more of a, I want to say an adult take on my love for trains when I was little. But I, um, she would take me to this restaurant that was down the shore that had this like model train set that was inside on Route 9 and wasn't Towns River, it was more south. I forget what town the exact town was. I don't think it's really there anymore. But, um, we, we, it was our tradition. If I, my parents always sent me down for the summer to kind of like be at the shore with her while they were at home, um, you know, working stuff during the week. My birthday was usually during weekday. So my grandma would take me to lunch. We would go there. We would get, you know, a cheeseburger or nuggets or something and fries and you know I always loved an iced tea I wasn't a soda person I don't really I've never really liked a soda but I always was a big iced tea drinker or a half and half drinker or something like that it's like my favorite like you know drink and she would take me there we would get that and we would watch the trains go around the little the little tracks and stuff and had the layout memorized and knew the different parts of it the owner knew who we were because we would come every every year it wasn't that good but it was all about the experience then we would we would head home and we would stop at um uh, the, the mall on the way on the way home and we would get some clothes she would get me her funny little nautical themed items that she liked for me or what I wanted for my birthday and then we would head home again and we would get ice cream and then sometimes we would get ice cream or we'd have an ice cream cake it depended on, on the time and our, our neighbors down there at the shore would come over and it was just really cute and I feel like with my like experience with grief it like is you know um you I feel like it heals you when it's almost like you think of those positive moments and you're like oh my god like but it was so like it was the best and she was the best and then that makes me feel better because you know nothing was left unsaid I would every time we would talk it was I love you and it was you know it was just awesome. And it's actually so crazy. I, the night before she passed, because she kind of passed, like, unexpectedly, I, she was in, like, a nursing home at the end. And I, she usually would, I would call my mom, or my mom, mom call, my mom would call me when she was visiting. She would, um, you know, not really want to talk, or she would just say, hey, from the background. But we got to talk for a little bit that night, and she said she was feeling better, and I got to hear what she was doing, and I got to talk to her, and I said, you know, I love you. Like, I'll come home and see you soon, and we were supposed to see each other, like, the week after. Like, it was, like, um, it was, like, Thanksgiving, and, um, or Thanksgiving was, like, a week and a half after, so I was going to see her. Um, and then she passed, but I did get to talk to her one last time, which was nice, and, yeah, but it made me think, too, when I had this conversation with my coworker there's just so many different forms of grief in other ways too you know if you lose you lose a job or like you know something happens with your finances or if you don't succeed at something that you want to do or you know your health is a worry or you know even if you're just going through like a big life change like say you're like someone in high school going to college or like you know college to the real world or like you're just you're grieving the loss of like that part of your life like it's all different it's all different stages different types and you just gotta like you know keep your head high and try to work through it whichever way you think is like is best but yeah i feel like 
too, there's sometimes where it can be, like, delayed, or you can, like, think of something, like, so far after it happens, and it just, like, hurts still, and, yeah, it's just different for everyone, but I think that grief is really, like, important to just, like, you know, think about, and I really... It just, like, sparks something in me. Like, I really think everyone should, like, look into grief. Because you never know what you're grieving or if it's grief or if it's something else. It really will open your eyes. And it helps me. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. But, um, yeah. So, I guess this is my way of saying grief is grief is grief is grief. And it's hurtful. It's hard. And you have to work through it. But also, um... I really miss my grandma, and I am sad about that, but, you know, especially if you're someone who's going through losing someone right now, like, you know that they they loved you, and they miss you, and all that fun stuff, and it's just, you know, good to, good to keep it up, but I do really miss my grandma. <laughs> the summer has been very weird so far without her, um, and I miss seeing her. It's definitely, definitely been different, but it's actually funny. When I make these episodes, I, like, don't title them immediately after I make them. I kind of, like, think on it for a while, and then when I'm, like, ready to post them, I'm like, oh, like, I'll, like, call it something, like, different or whatever, but I'm thinking... I, I kind of want to know what I, like, what I call this one. And if you made it this far into the episode, I want to see if I actually mentioned it. But I, I don't know. I'm thinking, thinking about so many things. But, um, yeah. I feel like... I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I think that is it for this week's episode. Um, look into grief. Watch some... I have, like, some doc documentaries and stuff that are sort of like that I've sort of like been intrigued about and I was interested in how the mind worked on it you know what I mean sometimes I never am that really that person who's like very interested on like how like the mind works and stuff or whatever but I um I was very 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 intrigued so I took a little bit of a of a deep dive into that but yeah, it was definitely definitely a fun little moment. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please really give me feedback. I know I said that earlier, but like if anything you want to hear, let me know. I've been putting the polls on the for people who listen to Spotify. They're on, um, you know, the account stuff. Feel free to you know DM the account, the Instagram account, share with whoever they would want to listen. And thanks for actually listening it means a lot to me i didn't think that people would actually like want to listen but i do appreciate it you all are the best thanks for watching watching lol listening we're not the video part yet but um i hope everyone has a great week i'm looking forward to having you listen again next week i can't believe it's gonna be episode eight and like last week i do still have that news i need to share about um a little life crazy change or event that's coming that everyone's gonna freak out about. I'm kidding. Actually, I'm just freaking out about it. It's actually just kind of cool, but we'll all we'll all love it for me. I hope. I hope I love it for me. I'm a bit conflicted, so we'll see how it goes. Anyway, I hope everyone has a great rest of their week. Um, happy Wednesday, even though I'm not recording this on a Wednesday, but this is obviously they all come out on Wednesday, so I hope everyone enjoys. Uh, stay safe. Stay cool. It's been really hot. And, yeah, talk to y'all later.